Hey, yo, 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 I'm back. This is The Idiot Box, and I am Kristen, your host. I had to plug in my phone because it was just about to die. And... Shit, you probably can't even hear me. Oh, my... Hold on, guys, I'm right here. I have to put my earphone, my earphones on so I can actually... Um, shh, I can't see anything. Oh my goodness, what am I going to do? Alright guys, hold on. I'm not going anywhere. Oh, that hurt. Oh my god, that hurt. Alright, I gotta plug this in. I'm still here. I'm just putting on some lighting. Some intimate lighting. <laughs> intimate lighting. Well, let me see if I can uh, plug these bad boys in here. One, where's the other? Oh, there's another one here someplace. Where did it go? Well, that's good. That's good enough. I'm still here, guys, if you can hear me. Okay, let's see. Okay, can you hear me? Can you? Hello. Hello. Okay, good. <laughs> All right. Oh, shit. I forgot to turn the whole light off. Oh, it's going to have to wait. All right, guys. So what I'm talking about is Rock Hudson. And he had some quirky ways about himself, like everyone does. If anyone came up to me and said they were perfect and they didn't have any uh, quirkiness about them, you know, if it looks too good to be true, it probably is. So, but like I said, Brock Hudson was bisexual. Gina Lola Brigida said... In one of the movies, one or two of the movies that she made with him, that not in so many words, but he had a heart on when he was when he was making movies with her. So she just uh, assumed that, you know, he liked her in that kind of way, and um, and maybe so. But I I I firmly believe that he was that he was um, bisexual. And hold on, I just want to get into my laptop. Okay, so yes, yeah, so he was, like I said, um, Gina Lola Brigida mentioned something about um, Rock Hudson having a heart on. I think it was during a dance scene they were doing, and they got real close, 
but it wasn't one time or two times she said it happened a lot so that she just figured that he was probably you know um hot for her and who wouldn't be right have has anyone seen Gina Lola Brigida I mean you know she she was hot like back then I mean if I if I was bisexual I would <laughs> oh all right well my husband's probably I hopefully he's still sleeping he's a Scorpio my husband's Scorpio's birthday is November 13th and I don't know if any one of you know about Scorpio but they sleep late they're late sleepers and um even when they're sleeping they can hear you <laughs> they they can oh so um what was i saying there's a few other things i like to let let you know well let me first mention that i upload my episodes every monday and wednesday between 12 p.m. and 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Okay, so that's every Monday and Wednesday Eastern Standard Time between 12 and between 12 and, and 1 p.m. I upload a brand new episode, and I just um, did an episode on um, Rock, Rock Hudson. I did part one, part two, and I did an episode on Roddy McDowell for Wednesday. And that was basically for my friend, Mary, my Navy friend, because uh, she she really liked um, Roddy McDowell, and I, I did too. I, I really, he when he was a little boy, he was acting from when he was like a wee, a wee little thing. He was doing commercials, and he had this little overbite. He was adorable when he was younger. And yes, and yes, he was gay. He had and he had a boyfriend, and they were in love, just like Rock Hudson had two true loves. He and he said this in in the book. Uh, his one true love was Lee Garrett, Lee Garlington, I think his name is, and then there was um, his wife, um, which she probably didn't know because she wanted a divorce after three years. Um, and he really didn't want to divorce her. He, he loved her. He really cared for her. But um, uh, other things transpired, and I'll get to that in just a second. Um, so he, um, wait, for instance, uh, he was, he, went and saw a psychiatrist and there's this picture and I I wrote the name of it down it's a, it's a picture they show um a lot of people there's a name to it and I can't it's right on the tip of my tongue it'll come to me but if there's if up the person sees snakes like the psychiatrist will ask you if you see snakes or do you see more He'll, he'll, he or she will say, do you see more snakes or more butterflies? And Rock Hudson said he saw snakes, more snakes than butterflies. And then, you know, that's supposed to mean that he's, um, he's, he's, he's homosexual. And, um, 
And if and if you see more butterflies, wait, 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 wait. Did I say that wrong? More butterflies. If if he sees more butterflies, he's gay. Now, now he saw snakes. He saw a lot of snakes. And if you see butterflies, um, then you're let. Then you know you're a lesbian. They say. Who knows? I'm going to uh, find that picture and upload it onto my YouTube channel. And I'm going to ask people <laughs> what do they see most of: snakes or butterflies? <laughs> also. Um, Elizabeth Taylor and Rock Hudson had, was it Rock Hudson? I know it was Rock Hudson, but was it Elizabeth Taylor or was it, um, Carol Burnett? Uh, cause he was on her show a few times. He was on a lot, actually. They did a Broadway show called I Do, I Do together. And, um, they used to, they had like, pet names for each other like Betty he would call her Betty and she would call him um shit I forget that I forget what what she would call him but that's 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 nothing what I really want to say is uh, um does anyone uh, everyone there there hasn't there I'm sure I'm quite quite sure that everyone has heard of uh Judy Garland right Judy Garland okay Judy Garland was she played Dorothy in the movie The Wizard of Oz and she played in a lot of other movies as well um little women um a whole bunch of movies in um white christmas what well, was it white christmas she was in uh, i can't remember and she had a beautiful voice but when she everyone knows that when she started out in hollywood she was so young and she was uh, they said that um lb mayer is that his name <laughs> mgm that she was a little overweight as he was touching her breast and she was only, I think she was a, she was definitely a preteen while he was touching her breast. That's what she said. They put her on Adderall. They put her on, um, I, I think it was Adderall. Was it called Adderall back then? Um, amphetamines. Everyone, that's not, that isn't what I wanted to say, but I'm going to say that anyway, just to, you know, prelude to what I'm about to mention. And, um, yeah, so they fed her amphetamines. She, they had her on a strict low calorie diet for a preteen, a low calorie diet could not be more dangerous. A child that age should be eating normal. Um, and you know, they had her, she was starting to develop while she was making the Wizard of Oz. So they had to wrap her, her breast and they had to wrap her breast, you know, to make them flat. And they wrapped them with everything, like ace bandage and cellophane and whatever they could find. Just 
rap, rap, rap. So she, so the poor girl probably couldn't even breathe. But she got a, she got addicted to the amphetamines they were giving her, and they were giving her downers too to help her sleep. Because when you're on amphetamines, you can't sleep. So they're calling here come the downers. I don't know what kind of downers they gave her. Probably Valium. She got it or whatever. It doesn't a downer or a lewd. I think it were the, I think they were lewds, and you know, giving a a child <clears throat> of that age lewds is, you know, it makes me sick to my stomach because, well, she got addicted to both of the amphetamines and and the downers, uppers and downers, uppers and downers. So. um and her, her family wasn't around. It was like her family just dumped her off there and left her there and to be taken care of by the Hollywood staff. That the Hollywood staff didn't give two shits about her. And they they then they didn't, because if they did, they wouldn't fed her uppers and downers and had her on such a low calorie diet. I mean, she wasn't even she wasn't even fat. <laughs> I don't understand Hollywood, and I don't want to understand Hollywood. And it's that way today, too. But people just keep that stuff in the closet, I guess. You know, like um, being gay. <laughs> Back then, golden age of Hollywood, you couldn't tell, like Rock Hudson, he couldn't tell anyone that he was gay. <clears throat> because if he did, he would, it would have ruined his career. Now, Rock Hudson said he didn't just want to be an actor. He wanted to be a superstar. And a superstar he was. And um, he was, they, they called him the king of Hollywood. And his house, what he called his house, he nicknamed his house the castle. That's what he called his house, the castle. And he lived with his two best friends for 55 years. They took care of one another. And um, because he never got married and he, he never had children. So he just had those two, um, the two men that were there for him through his illness. Now, all of his friends, you know, during his when he was making his movies with Doris Day, Pillow Talks, Send Me No Flowers... And um, Jane Weinman and Carol Burnett even never showed, never even came to visit Rock Hudson. Um, Elizabeth Taylor was his, and Roddy McDowell, I mean, they were his two very best friends, especially Elizabeth Taylor, who got everything together. He was, it, this, this is the sick part, when he passed away, um, well, he let me tell you when he was born. He was born November seventeenth, nineteen twenty-five, in Winnetka, Illinois, as Roy Harold, Roy Harold, um, Shearer, Shearer, and then um, he left, and then his mother remarried a man, Fitzgerald, who was a nasty drunk, and used to beat on Roy, especially. After um, his stepfather had asked um, Roy what he wanted to do with his life when he got older. And he said he wanted to be an actor. And after um, his stepfather heard that, he, he, beat, he beat the living shit out of him. So um, 
when he graduated high school, he enlisted in the Navy and he fought in World War II. He was honorably discharged from the Navy and uh, moved over, moved to Los Angeles and got a job working as a truck driver for um, Bird's Eye. And then he would go over to the Hollywood studios and there was this gas station. He would pump gas or he would just hang out front to be noticed. And noticed he was. He was, no, he was noticed by one of the most powerful um, Hollywood agents there was in Hollywood back then. And he was gay also. And they said, Roy Fitzgerald isn't going to cut it. Um, we need to change your name. So they changed it to, obviously, Rock Hudson, right? And Rock came from what? Rock, Rock of Gibraltar and then Hudson, Hudson River. Perfect name. Like they, 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 His agent could not have picked a better name. He got married to his secretary, who was, her name was Phyllis Gage. She was a cute little thing, petite, cute. And he really did very much so care about her, very much so. But, um, and she was a lesbian too, by the way. She was a lesbian and she just couldn't take the fact that he was, you know, he wanted to be, I don't know, she heard through the grapevine, people were spreading rumors in Hollywood that Rock Hudson would drive around and pick up just any old, any old person you know, and have sex with him. And he denied it. And, um, I mean, like, Scorpios are very private people. Extremely private. And they won't, especially when it comes to their family and their private life. But I'm quite sure, and they're very honest people, too. Very honest. I'm quite sure if he was doing something like that, I'm quite sure he would have told her. If he said he didn't do it, he didn't do it. I, be, I believed him, and but she didn't. And people used to ask him, well, how come, you know, you're not with, well, a woman, like, you know, like, what, we can't get off. He he, he can get off on, with, on a woman, but he would rather get off on a man because a man's plumbing is different, he said. He said that that's the man, a man, it feels better to him because different plumbing. Or no, no, no. Yeah, different plumbing than a, than a female. But he got off, I mean, and I'm going to tell you who he got off on. And this is how he worded it, quote unquote. And he gave permission for this in the book that I read. He gave permission for this. And he, this is the juicy tidbits that uh, you're all going to hear. But in order for you to hear it, I would appreciate it if you subscribed to my to my podcast. And, um, because, um, you know, I'm not a hundred percent sure if he gave his permission. This, this is what I'm reading. And I, he, when someone wants privacy, even when they're deceased, I think that you should respect their privacy and give them their pri privacy and not spread rumors about them, even when they're dead. Uh, but I read that he gave, Phyllis Gates wrote a book about Rock Hudson that he gave permission 
but I don't think he gave permission to tell the world that he betted, he betted, B-E-D-D-E-D. <laughs> that's, that's what, that's how he worded it. Judy Garland used to knock on his door. Judy Garland. She was a pillhead and an alcoholic. I mean, back when she was younger, she was an, an actress, beautiful singer, but she was an addict. And uh, she had children that she she had to take care of because she was the only one making money. But they blackballed her in, in America, so she went off to England. And um, she was underweight, suffering from... Um, cirrhosis of the liver and she couldn't go on on show she couldn't perform unless she was um you know she would have her she had methamphetamines she would do and then she would um drink so when she felt comfortable enough to go on stage she'd go on stage half lit and then and that's the truth and um it must have been horrible but for and then when I heard this video she made a video that she wanted everyone to hear about her life and let me tell you something when I heard this video um I her shrill the shrill of her voice like this tape this video this cassette tape was so long that um she was getting drunker and drunker as she was talking and you can hear it in her voice and it was it sent chills down my spine I have never lived with a drunk I don't I don't drink at all my husband don't drink no one in my family drinks so I don't really know until I heard her voice when I heard her voice get drunker and drunker and drunker as she's talking about her her life, her her husband and her kids and how her husband don't give her, her ex-husband had hired a private eye to um, find out where she stashes all of her pills because she was going for custody of the children. So um, this um, very, very famous private eye who who bugged Marilyn Monroe's house, Judy Garland's house, um, <clears throat> bugged a lot of people's homes. Um, but we're, but we'll talk about Judy Garland's home first. When he bugged at Judy Garland's home, um, he found on the first night, the first, the very first night, where she stashed her pills in a baggie with a rubber band around them attached to a string and what she would do was she would she would lower the bag down the drain in the kitchen or the bathroom and then you know she'd get up every now and then when she wanted a sip of something if you know a vodka I don't know if I don't think vodka has a um has an odor you know like oh I don't smell like alcohol you're three sheets to the wind the reason why you're not you don't you don't smell of it is because 
that the type of alcohol you're drinking just so happens to not have an odor. And then, so she would get her water that looked like water, and then she would, but it was probably vodka or whatever else, and she would um, fill up her hand with a handful of pills because by then her body had become so immune you know, to the little bit of pills she was getting when she was a kid to, I mean, overdose um, amount. And then, you know, how old was she when she overdosed? 42, something like that. I mean, what? She was so young. My God, 42, I'm 52. I can't even imagine and she was, she, she was emaciated. She was emaciated. Listen to me. She was emaciated. She was, she was, she looked like a concentration camp victim. She was underweight. She was sickly. She was um, an alcoholic. She was, um, and when she got drunk with her husbands, she, they would become bloody, knock out, down, knock down, drag out fist fights and her voice like went right through me like uh, like a like a like a lightning bolt or something I don't know it's just hard to explain it just didn't set right with me very unsettling extremely unsettling to hear a woman um and it's there's there's no could absolutely no couth or class about a woman slovenly, you know, um, drunk and, and sloshing around and slurring her words and everything and not wearing under anything on underneath her raincoat. So when she wanted to get, when she wanted to have sex, she would go to Rock Hudson's house and Rock Hudson opened his own door. He mowed his own lawn. He washed his own car. He did all of that. And he lived across the street from a judge, Rock Hudson did. And this judge said, what are you, what are you doing mowing your own lawn? Uh, I, I'll give you the name, a number of a good um, landscaping company. And Rock said, no, I, I enjoy mowing the lawn, you know, because he said that um, if Hollywood didn't show him any love, that he would have became a gardener. Because he liked to watch things grow, and he he had a green thumb, and he really did. But it turned out that Hollywood loved him a lot more than he thought. <laughs> he did become that superstar that he always wanted to be. May he rest in peace. So let's go back to Judy Garland knocking on Rock Hudson's door, and Rock Hudson opening the door, and there she is, Judy Garland, standing there with her raincoat on. And nothing underneath. And yes, he did fuck her. And that's what they did. And that happened quite often. And he bedded Judy Garland. He bedded uh, Marilyn Monroe and a lot of other. Um, I don't know if he bedded uh, Elizabeth Taylor. I don't think so. But then again, you never know. Because Elizabeth Taylor, she didn't like to be called Liz or Lizzie. She, if you didn't call her Elizabeth, she wouldn't answer you. And I'm, I'm the same way. Like, my name's Kristen, but if someone called me Chris or something, I, I would say, 
like my mother-in-law and she does this on purpose my mother-in-law she calls me christian which she knows is a boy's name i mean and i used to say like when i first met her i used to say oh no no you're pronouncing it wrong it's not christian that's the boy's version it's Kristen. it's that's the female but she didn't care she kept on calling me christian because she just did not like me she had that Oedipus going, the Oedipus come. <laughs> I was trying to deprogram my husband uh, from the Oedipus. Uh, I was trying to, I was trying to exorc give him an exorcism to, to pull the Oedipus out of him. But, and it worked for a while, but every single time he goes back over to his parents' house, I have to do the exorcism all over again and, and deprogram him. It's, 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 it's a hard work it's hard but someone's got to do it <laughs> my husband it's um a real pain in the ass and he is a real pain in the ass when he comes back from his parents house because he has a whole different personality and that's when I know they were talking about me you know like you went all the way over there and you and you talked about me did you stand up for me at all and of course he says he did and blah 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 Whatever, whatever, whatever. So let's get back to who else he betted. If you look in on Pinterest, you know what? As a matter of fact, I don't. You might not be able to find it. Some of you may even know what I'm talking about. Um, Marilyn Monroe has a picture, and if she's wearing, I think she's wearing. They're either peach pants, capris. If if I don't know. If, any of you know what capris are? You got to know what they are. Capris are like, they don't go all the way down to your ankle, but they go right, right below, just right below your kneecap. And they cuff up to their capris and they're cute, you know, for spring. But in one particular photo of Marilyn Monroe, and she, she looked like she was in her late 20s, maybe. There was, um, I don't know if that was, if it, she wasn't wearing any um, panties and hey I'm I wasn't looking but you know something you didn't have to look because my god is she was sitting Indian style and she had something uh, like a creamy white sub a creamy white um in her the crotch area and that's in a very famous um, magazine as a matter of fact if you google it or if you go on pinterest it's right it's right on there just just keep looking if you want to find it i don't i don't know if that's from her or she just had sex and she just threw on her clothes and they started taking pictures of her because she had one favorite um, photographer that she used all the time i mean how many pictures do actors need really I mean, they seem to want to have their pictures taken all the time, but it's for publicity and all that. So I understand that. Um. So, yeah, so he, I mean, I don't know how many times he betted Marilyn Monroe, but he said he betted, betted Marilyn Monroe, Judy Garland. Um. Oh, my God, who else? Oh, my God, he mentioned, he mentioned a few other people. So, I mean, you know, but, the one that got me was when 
was when I was reading about Judy Garland knocking on his door, you know, going in. This is the castle. This is the big house in Beverly Hills. And um, ringing the doorbell, ding, dong, ding, <laughs> real loud. And, and he, yeah, I just think that's so cool that he mows his own lawn, Rock Hudson, and he washed his own cars, and he and he gardened, he planted his own flowers and everything, and he, he loved dogs, which, you know, and he was left-handed, like all the stuff that um we would have had a lot in common, maybe, I don't know. But he smoked a lot, but so do I. <laughs> and um, he was, um, I pro I mean, there wasn't, there. I can't think of one person in Hollywood that didn't like Rock Hudson. But like I said, when it came to the nitty gritty, when it came time for him to uh, really need someone to take care of him, no one was around except for Pat Boone and Elizabeth Taylor and um, Elton John and his two, his two best friends that he lived with 55 years. That, you know, that's it. All, all, all of his friends miraculously just dropped off the face of the earth, including Carol Burnett. Pretty sad, pretty sad if you ask me. My father used to say, you're lucky if you have one friend in your life because there, are, there aren't any such thing as friends. And I would say, Dad, what do you mean? There has to be. And he'd say, if you're lucky enough to have one good friend in your lifetime, then you're lucky. But if not, then if someone says they're your friend, they're not. <laughs> and then he went on and my father was 100% correct. He had, he, my father was an old soul. He was, he was, he was absolutely an old soul. I knew it. He was, he had many, he had many lifetimes, many lives. And, um, I'll miss him. And I know that I'll see him in my next life if I decide, you know, I don't know how that works because you go on YouTube and you listen to people talk about how they had like near-death experiences and then they talk about what hell looked like and they talk about what heaven looked like and you know so on and so forth and you don't you know and but they all they all talked about and they all described heaven and hell and everything that everything else that they went through during their near-death experience exactly the same so that's how it's so so believable. Like, then they didn't know it. They didn't know each other. I mean, none of them knew each other. Uh, they just described everything. Like, this one guy had a near-death experience and described exactly what hell looked like to him. And then another guy from an, another uh, another part of the world said the same exact thing. So, and then another guy and then a woman, they all said the same thing. They all described what heaven and hell and everything else that went on during their near-death experience. They all described it, you know, like ever. 
So uh, that's how come I believe that, that, um, and when they described hell, that scared the living shit out of me. It sent chills down my spine because, I mean, you know, sometimes God will send you there, you know, for a little while and he'll take you out of there until you've learned your lesson. Well, I mean, shit, I've made mistakes. I'm Catholic. I, you know, broke a couple commandments. Um, like you, like the one commandment, uh, you, you should love thy neighbor as you love yourself. I live next door to the neighbors from hell. Okay? Their children are a demon spawn. How am I supposed to, and I told when I pray, how I ask God, I say, God, how am I supposed to love my neighbors like I love myself if I can't stand them? And I tried, like, in the beginning, like, when I, I didn't even know these people lived next door to me. And um, I got out of the hospital. I had kidney stones. And the next thing I know, these people are living there. And so I thought I'd go over and say hello and introduce myself. And uh, big mistake, I was ignored. They looked at me like I had lobsters cr crawling out of my ears or something. And so the kids came out and said, oh, they don't speak English. And I said, oh, well, could you tell them what I said? And they did, and still no reply. So I got, I got that bitch's number. Excuse my language, but she's a biatch. The lady that lives next door, she is the neighbor from hell. Her kids are demon spawn, and I'm sure if you shaved their hair off, you would probably see three sixes. And um, the son and the father is a pervert. I caught it. I actually caught him and the neighbor that lives next door to him, him looking in my window, one time, one of my windows. So I said, I don't know. I, you might be able to get away with that in the country that you just came from, but you will not get away with that here in America. That's against the law. You can't go looking in people's windows. I said, you pervert. So I said, um, I think he understood what I was saying. I'm pretty sure they understand English. And I mean, and then they would send their kids over to eavesdrop. Now, this was like last year. This year is a whole different thing. See, they see they want the house. They want they want to divide and conquer is what they're trying to do. And and um, you no know, one wants to get along. No one. It's like this, you know. Um, Black Lives Matter. Black Lives Matter to black people and black people, when they hear a white person say Black Lives Matter, they don't give a shit. Some of them do, but many of them don't. That's what I figured. That's what I've learned. No one wants to be equal. No one wants to get along. No one, there, there's no such thing as equality and, and, um, no one is oppressing anyone and keeping them down. And we, we've, we're bending over backwards to, um, you know, let the black community get, get a chance to, um, 
you know, shine and rise above their so-called oppression. But every time I watch the news, I see black a black person shooting a black their own kind. And especially in Philadelphia, they're always shooting their own. Their own. I mean, why would you, if black lives matter so much, how come you're shooting black people if they mean so much to you? You know, if you hate white people, and I, and I was told that I said Black Lives Matter one time on my podcast, and someone said, hey, we don't need you, weighty. <laughs> and I said, uh, I can't remember verbatim what I said, but I, I think I ignored it because I expected it. I expected something like that to happen. No one is ever, there's no one going to, no one's going to get along. Give it so... If you guys want to keep on trying, God bless you. I gave up. I did. I gave up. I'm not going through through it anymore. I'm not doing it. I do call myself an activist because I am an activist. And I will um, protest. I do. I, I've been, boy, I've been to protests. I have never been arrested for one. I've been arrested, though. I did something really stupid that I got arrested for. So, yes, I do have a criminal record. And if anyone wants to check that, which I'm sure they probably have, because that came up on my um, on my Twitter page, and Twitter allowed that to happen. And it was stupid. It was utterly stupid. My sister-in-law, and I use that term loosely, that bitch, I have a key. I had a key to their house. And I went in there. I opened the door to check on my brother and my niece and nephew. When you walk in their house, all you see are pictures of her family. You don't see any pictures of our family. So just to give you a little um, description of this person. This person's a self-centered well, a lady, which I don't think, I, I don't call her a lady. I wish to God my brother never married her. My brother and I used to be close as brother and sister, but we're not anymore. He could care less, you know, with, about me. And um, I haven't heard from him in so, so long. And that's the way she wants it. And I feel sorry for her because if she's a God-fearing woman, and I doubt if she is, she better, when it comes time for judge. I mean, for God to judge her, you she's um, she's going to get it right back, and that's called karma. I don't want to talk about that anymore. It's a stupid charge. Oh, and by the way, it was the charges were dropped anyway because of my my brother didn't know, and he dropped the charges. Because he told me to go into his house, and that's what I did, and they had a big fight over it. Why would you want your your brothers, I mean, I'm sorry, why would you want your husband's sister to go to jail? Why would you want that? <laughs> I don't understand. I would never do that to her. I would not, even now, even after she did what she did to me, I still wouldn't do that to her. So, whatever. I accomplished a lot in my life. Um, I'm only 52. I'm still young and... If people don't 
if people can't deal with the fact that, you know, um, some people make, people make mistakes and, uh, just as long as you don't keep on making the same mistake, I am a big enough person to, to let everyone know I've, I made a mistake. I got in trouble for it and I deserved to get in trouble for it. Well, not that particular one. Um, you know, sometimes, sometimes life sucks and you just have to be strong and pull yourself out of it. And that's what I did. I pulled myself out of the rut that I was in and I just started moving on toward my future and that didn't want to look back. If you keep looking back at the mistakes that you made in the past, there's no way you're going to be able to move on with your future. There's just no way. And um, that's all I have. I'm four, 44 minutes in, into my into my episode. I usually do 15-20 minute episodes. So this won't be released unless um, you you pay for a subscription. I'm sorry, but it has to be that way. Alrighty, y'all. Thank you for your support. Thank you for your for purchasing the subscription. It's greatly appreciated. And have a wonderful Thursday. Hey, yo, yo, yo. It's the Idiot Box, and this is Kristen. If you want not to have to open a book and you want to sit back and enjoy listening to a book or a song or a TV show or a movie, go and get yourself audibles because that's the best tool. That's the best app for a long rest. They have meditation, they have hypnotism, they have songs, they even have things for children and of course adults. If you don't like opening a book and reading it, or if you have bad eyesight, get yourself audibles. You don't want to miss out. Happy Thursday, you all. Thank you for your support.